we actually have a special treat for you. Uh, Once a series, I plan in a week where someone else speaks because God speaks differently through different people. He gives people differently. He anoints people differently. And I'm so excited for the person who's going to be sharing with you this morning. I asked him a couple weeks ago, what would you like to share? You know what's God saying to your heart about grace? And he was saying, I want to talk about self-grace because people don't give themselves grace. They receive it from God, but they don't give it to themselves. And I thought, that is so good. It's not anything I thought about preaching about. I love the dynamic difference that he's about to bring to you today. This is such an important message. Get ready to hear from God. As we welcome to the stage, please stand to your feet. Put your hands together for Jacques Kakwaya, our youth director. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you, people of hope. Good morning. You may have a seat. Thank you, thank you. It's an honor to get to talk with you. I love our church. My life been changed being here. There's nothing like this place. You come one way, you live differently. God is doing great works here, right in your seat. I am really pumped. Can we take just a moment and honor our pastor? Woo! I love every week she brings a super relevant message just where we are and our lives being changed through her leaderships. Just a few, few weeks ago, um, I had a project I was working on and for some reason, I forgot the details. Do you ever have a project you're working on and for some reason your brain doesn't register? There's like, you have to remember certain ways. So it's like two days beforehand, I don't know what happened. I was processing my kids, hobbies, work, and all those things. I totally forgot. Two days before, I was like, oh my gosh. It's two days, project launch. And I started getting hard on myself. What was I thinking? I was supposed to remember the one thing, one thing that I know usually comes every month, but now I forgot? What is going on? And then I had to talk to my boss. It happened to be my boss's pastor, Ash. She's amazing. And uh, if anybody knows me, sometimes I struggle with communicating with things, especially if I don't know what's happening to me. So I startle, I try to formulate words, and the reaction's totally different. She was relaxed, she was peaceful. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I Apparently, I was expecting something. I already put so much pressure on myself. But what I received was like, it's okay. Take it easy. You can breathe. You know, like, it's all right. Things going to work out. And the project came and left. And thank you, Jesus, for the amazing leaders. That, oh, people of hope. When people need grace, where the people get to extend it. We get to give ourselves grace because it's important. You don't have to suffer through it. We're going to talk about it. I'm very excited. But also, we get to extend that grace. Her reaction, it really helped me to be at ease. It's like, oh, okay. The earth is not going to shake. It's everything is going to work out. So very, very thankful. We're going to be talking about self-grace. Could you say with me, self-grace? Self-grace. But before we get to it, we are in an amazing series all about unbelievable, great grace of God. We've been talking about God's grace dominates everything. It dominates your sin. It dominates what you do. Sometimes you're not ashamed of it. It dominates what people put on you. Yep, that too. It dominates anything. That's how amazing God's grace is. 
literally the Bible says in Romans 5.20, but sin didn't. Could you say sin didn't? Could you say it with me? Yeah, it's a big deal. Doesn't, if that wasn't enough, doesn't have a chance in the competition with aggressive, aggressive forgiveness we call grace. I got good news to tell it for you. Don't fear sin. Because grace is available to you. When it's sin versus grace, grace wins hands down. Like hardcore hands down. That's what we're talking about. And if you think grace is something complicated, it's really simple. Grace is basically simply receive all that God has for you and all that Jesus earned on the cross for you. That's the amazing. We don't deserve it. I tell you, we didn't earn it. But yet, it's available through Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's freely given to you. And that's what we're going to talk about. And yet, we have to apply it to ourselves. We apply it to ourselves, and we give it away. But have you, before we get to it, let's now rewind back a little bit. Do you notice how hard sometimes we don't think about those? How hard do we get to ourselves? Have you noticed when things don't go the right way? Our brain just spin out really quickly. It's like, oh, this is the worst. Like in sports, we don't do well. Or in the family relationships, or project, or anything. Often enough, we say we are our worst enemies. Anybody ever thought about that? I, I have. I am my own worst enemy, literally. We actually, we are the worst, we are our own worst criticism. We criticize ourselves so hard. Before anybody says anything, it's like, why well, I am the worst. It's like almost like you try to protect yourself in the worst situation. I don't really know. It's, it's, it's weird, right? But yet, we forget that God's grace is available to us. I am, if you haven't met me, my God pastor is saying, my name is Jacques. I have two beautiful kids and my wife. She actually serving with the kids. And I have a daughter. She's two, almost three. I'm so excited. We started thinking creative for her birthday. She's very energetic. She has an awesome afro. I'm losing my hair. Hers are getting wilder, so I'm excited. And then I have a son. He's, in, he's 10 months. So I remember, this is just a fun thing. Like, I remember when I was newly dad. Maybe I can relate to some of the parents here. I never had, I mean, I've worked with babies before, my cousins or people, others. I never really worked with the babies before. It's a different ballgame. Can we agree on that? And then I have this beautiful that God gave me a baby. And I remember in the first season, I had to hold the baby, I had to walk the baby, I started becoming creative with singing. And I can't tell you enough how much I frustrated by myself. I remember holding my baby, my baby, her name is Addie, and she would cry. I put her on her shoulder, she would cry. I put her holding her this way, she would cry. And I start thinking, what's wrong with me? I am a dad. I am thankful the one thing that I'm supposed to be good at. Nobody else can replace me. I am her dad. I am the one who needs to comfort her. When she cries, I need to jump in there. Yeah, I was terrible at it. Jeez Louise. I think about it. I was like, and those things created so much frustration in me. I wish I can. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to blame on somebody. But it's so hard even when you have to blame yourself. It's like, is this something I don't have in my DNA? Is this something I don't know how to do good at it? But thank you, Jesus. I learned. Amen. I got good at it. But I lost a few hours of sleep thinking about it. Doing YouTube still didn't work. Maybe there was no connection at the beginning. I don't know. 
But thank you, Jesus. One of the things that comforted me that season, I remember when she starts talking, gets the first word she said. Daddy! I was like, yes! I knew she loved me, despite all that I went through. And why am I bringing this story? It's like, we get so hard on ourselves. I remember that season, it's like, oh, it's me, 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 what's wrong with me? I made quick decision thinking all the things that didn't go well. You might be in the same boat. Maybe not with the baby, maybe with the work, or just didn't have a good day. Or you got a negative feedback from your boss. Or you might have said something to your family members. You say, man, I wish I would take that back. I wish I can uh, rewind time or go back in the past, right? And often enough, that's the first thing we think, all the worst things. We start calling ourselves names. Anybody call themselves names? Oh, man, I, what was I thinking? I am so ridiculous, fill the blank. We all get good at it, even call ourselves names, right? Those negative talks become toxic in our minds. And then we fail and it gets worse because we actually sabotage ourselves for our mission. It's almost like goes destroying our confidence that we already have. There's nothing. I'm being dead serious. There's nothing that's killing the confidence when you think you're a good dad and then like you feel like you're failing so that like it was the worst thing in my heart. It's like, man, I am really bad at this. What am I supposed to do? And you make it personal. Nothing like that. Those failures, right? It destroys your confidence. And it limits you the ability to even reach higher potentials. All because you say, well, I'm terrible at it. Fill the blank, right? But I'm here to tell you, that's not what God says. Come on. That's not what Jesus has done for us. He has grace available for us. Thank you, Jesus. The other good news is, check the Bibles. There is nowhere, I've read in my Bible a couple times, there's nowhere you read the Bible says, you worthless. Anybody ever read that in the Bible anywhere? He doesn't. He actually says, Jesus says, you have a mind of Christ. That's the good news. There's nowhere in the Bible says, you're not good enough. You know what the Bible does say? It says, in your weaknesses, you are made strong. By God, God gives you strength in a time of need. So I want to tell you, in the small ways, let's start practicing in our mind. Switch up all those negativity we've been having in our mind. Maybe something we had in the past or now we're strong with. Let's change those bad negative vibes. I like those shirts say good vibes. Let's adopt good vibes for our minds. Let's have a healthy mind, right? Good vibes. Let's line up with God's truth. You know what God says? All things works out for who trusts him. All things. So I can get along with my spouse? Yes, you can. I can be a good parent with my kids that are always giving me a nightmare? Yes, you can. It's true. Anything is possible through Jesus. That's the good news. Come on. You can do it. Trust me, you can do it by Jesus. As, as I mentioned, I have a daughter. We have built a lot of history already. She's like almost three, but we have <laughs> so many stories. Maybe I need to start writing a book. I don't know. That way, whenever I get old, I, I remember those. And one of the funny stories about God's grace that 
goes through all your family. It happened to be I was working outside. I finished working, went to do groceries, and then I went to work, do grass, working in the pool, all different things that I was supposed to do long before. For some reason, I decided to do that day. Hot, sweaty, and then I walked in the house. I went all the way in the living room, took it left to the hallway, and the bathroom doors was open. My daughter was there. On my surprise, anybody have kids here? Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> there was poop on the ground. <laughs> There's poop. There was toilet papers. Oh, boy. I thought I was heated from the sun. They heat just uh, went over the roof. I was like, her name is Addie. I was like, Addie, what are you doing? I probably was yelling. I didn't realize that. Could you have told somebody? Could you have told your mom or me? By the way, it's impossible because I was outside. So I don't even know why I told her that. Because how would you come, right? I am furious. I've been working a lot outside. I'm thinking, I am definitely going to be the one who's going to get cleaned up poop. <laughs> now it's my problem. Either I'm just going to sit on the couch, drink a cold water, get lemonade, watch a little bit of TV. Now, plan just changed. There's a mess in front of me. And it's poop. Oh my gosh. I'm freaking out, frustrated, in front of my toddler. Really crazy. While this is happening, and again, I said I was being loud, I hear my wife in the other room, which is not far from the bathroom. She's howling and shouting. I don't think she heard me when I was saying it, maybe. She's like, good job, Eddie! You went to the bathroom! Yes! I froze. This is two different information happening at the same time. I am frustrated right now. This is very awkward. She's actually learning how to go potty by herself. She's actually so eager that she actually wants to do the not whole thing, even wipe herself. I admire my daughter. It just happened it didn't work out the way. She's not an adult yet, right? But where I saw the mess my wife saw it as success. There's a progression there. She made it all in the bathroom. Jeez, if I wish I would have just paused for a minute, which I did later on, hours later. If she didn't go there, she'd have probably pooped in the whole hallway in the carpet. That would have been worse for me, which also involves me, right? At least she pooped in the living room and she's also learning in the bathroom. And what I put on my daughter was just reflection of me. It's not just her. How often am I hard on myself? Instead of celebrating the little steps, we just see the big mess. My wife was celebrating the steps. I'm here like, all I see is a mess, poop everywhere. I don't see a step she's growing to actually go to party. I realize I'm so hard on myself that I'd never see these things. Whenever a situation happens to me, I'm quickly now to see all the bad things, forget there's some good in there. I'm thankful for my mom. Anybody thankful for their parents? She never gave up on me when I was two. I promise I don't poop on myself, just a side note. But someone was gracious enough to work with me. So was you, right? I had to learn. Let's also give ourselves to learn, right? You know, that God 
doesn't, like, don't despise the small beginning. They're crucial. Because attendance is always like, pass those little things out. No big deal. We just jump on the explosions. Right? Don't despise them. There's good things out of it. And when I was reflecting on it, it's like, geez, Jesus, help me. After again, two hours later, I had to tell my wife, yes, we should definitely celebrate. That's a huge step. Plus, I think in a few months, she has to go to a bathroom for herself. I don't even have to do it. And she's only going to be three? Wow. My job just got a lot easier. But I need to offer grace, right? Offer yourself grace too. I'm talking to myself. Do you want to learn? Do I want to learn? Offer myself grace even in the tough situations. I want to encourage you. Whenever it's a hard time, give, find a way to give yourself grace. Even if you make a mess, realize grace is crucial. On the verge of crisis in, within, remember, consider grace in the mix of whatever. Don't be quick. Criticize yourself. But I want to suggest, be quick to have self-reflection. Self-reflection is like, what can I learn in this situation? You know what I learned in that situation? I start thanking my daughter. Oh, Addie, you are amazing. Do you want ice cream? I'll get you ice cream. You may want the bathroom. What else do you want? Do you want a chicken nugget? I'll give you a chicken nugget. You went to the bathroom, right? Because I start reflecting. Well, assumes it was bad. It actually was like, there's something good out of it. You know, self-reflection is actually a kind, it's a type of grace. But self-criticize is condemning. Let's avoid self-condemning ourselves. The more you criticize yourself, you're cutting your legs down. Self-reflection helps you to become who you are created to be, to grow, to learn. Self-criticize, say who you are not. You're not good enough. Just last week, anybody enjoyed last week's preaching? It was amazing. One of my favorite things that is crucial to, re- to remember about it, how life changes, we learned that we all have sin. I have sin, you have sin, we have sin, right? And we have sh- fall short of God's glory. We learned that even our best, what we so-called like our most righteous acts, they're like filthy rags. They're yucks, Right? I'm not going to repeat that. But God does not condemn us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He doesn't criticize you and I. He say, I still have room for you. We're going to read in Hebrews 4.16. The Bible says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Could you say with me, confidence? Do you have confidence when you're in trouble? Not so much, right? So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. In time of need, go to the throne. He has it for you. So when, by the way, this is going to be both way talk. So when do we need grace? Anybody want to answer? Only a couple people here. When do we need grace? All the time. When do we really, really need grace? All the time. You know what's crazy? The most times we need grace is the most time we least give to ourselves. If I think about every time at least, like I am, I'm in the basement, I don't even want to turn the light, that's the moment I need to like, have grace on myself. Whenever I think I don't deserve to go to bed, 
I don't deserve anything. That's when I need to lean in Jesus because that grace picks me up. It gives me hope. And that's why we're talking about. In the time of need, we need grace all the time. And this verse, God is basically saying, come boldly to my throne of grace. Receive mercy when you need it. Whenever you need it, don't try to provide to yourself. You have God who's ready to provide to you, right? When we are stuck with self-criticizing ourselves, we're basically saying, God's grace is not enough for us. How rude is that? You know when you, know when you send your only one begotten son to die for me? Ah, that's not good for me. I need to pay for my own sin. It sounds crazy, but we do that all the time, right? We are saying God's grace is not good enough. It's good enough for everyone else, but not us. Anybody ever say that? This is for all these people, but not I. I need to do my penance, right? But we forget that that, that is also available for us. We are saying we don't deserve it. There is some truth in there. Yes, you and now we don't deserve it. But that's why it's a gift. Grace, we don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. Yet God's hands it over through Jesus. That's, you read about it. You don't deserve, I absolutely don't deserve it. But yet God's gift to us. And once you determine, even in the mix of those you know, things happening, like I just, something mess happened, I don't deserve it. But realizing, okay, I need to start having reflection. Reflection, thinking about it. You actually change what negative thoughts to a positive. You can actually learn, what can I learn from this season? By the way, this is one of the key things I learned from my pastor. It's so cool. It's like, what could we learn in this season? Every season, there's a learning lesson in there. Even in the bad season. It actually sets you up to win the next time. It helps you to be more productive. It actually gives you the ability to have productive self-talk. For example, instead of trying to do a thousand things, focus on one thing. This is a practical thing. You help yourself to have less grief and most likely set yourself to fail, right? Another one of my favorite. Whenever you start like so hard to yourself, imagine things that you tell yourself, things that you think about it. Would you tell to somebody you love? I'm going to say one more time. Things you say to yourself, things you think in your mind you don't want to say loud. Would you tell to your child if you love them? No. So what do we tell to ourselves? Do you know that you're beloved? Do you know you're daughter and son of God? Do you know you're the most precious thing on the planet? Why do you do that to yourself? What am I doing that to yourself? So I'm not just saying to you, by the way. I'm saying to myself, right? I remember one of my friends, they definitely marked my life. They used to say, whenever people start criticizing themselves, they're saying, oh, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. He would say, don't you dare talking to my friends like that. So our conversation sometimes would go like this. I'd be coming like, man, I can't believe I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I am so mad at myself. And he would look straight in my eyes. Don't you dare say something bad to my friend Jack. Man, would that shut me up so quickly? It's like, oh, okay, I guess I got nothing to say. Don't you dare talk something bad about the child of God. This morning I'm telling you, don't you dare talk about something bad about you because you mean a world to God. 
treat yourself that way, your mind will start shifting. You know what else he says? He says, love your neighbors. Anybody want to finish this sentence? Love your neighbor as? Love yourself. Okay, so this is not crazy. How can we love someone else if we don't love ourselves? It doesn't work. And if it works, it's not healthy, by the way. It's, it's bad news, right? How can we say we're going to give grace to someone else when we can give it to ourselves grace? Right? It's crazy. If we don't want to receive God's grace, how are we going to give it to someone else? We can't say that grace, we want to extend it. If we are struggling, we receive it. You have to receive grace, and then you freely give it away. It's not hard, and it's amazing. When you receive the grace, God, it changes your life. And again, it's free. You don't need to work for it. You don't need to suffer through it. It's all you have to say, turn to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love the song we're singing. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. That song always kicked the gears my heart. Turn your eyes on Jesus. You realize he loves you beyond everything you have done today, yesterday, and even moving forward. He is for you. Never against for you. Who went to school? I think we might have this in common. We all at some point went to school, right? Right. When I was going to school, it was like eighth grade. I had friends. I thought I was a little bit popular. Some of my friends weren't as, as good friends I should have had at the time. But I thought I was like, whoo, man, I'm living the dream. And then, semester ended. We came to the exams. We came in towards the end. The truth came out. You know all those friends I was hanging out? With all the things forgetting about school, do a little bit of school here, maximize more time to play, and thinking the world's always, you know, rainbow and all those things. I bombed so hard school, and I didn't even realize it. That was so bad. So bad. I had, this is one of my, one of the most embarrassing, and something that I actually care for a while as a guilt to my heart. I had to redo one year over, eighth grade. I would never wish to anybody. I'm just saying. First of all, most of my friends went up ninth grade. Guess who's stuck in eighth grade? I. Second of all, all the fat things that I was doing, it came so hard upon me. Now I have to suffer through. I hated everything I did. It became a shame. It became a, a guilt. I wish I'd changed my school. I didn't, so I had to stay there because my parents paid for it. That's embarrassing. To add the fuel, I'm the oldest of seven kids. My parents spend a lot of money. It's like I didn't even care about the investment. And then I hated life. I said, I don't need any friends for almost a whole year. I only maybe had one kid who was my friend. Even then, we were connected because of dysfunction, because we both, we had to redo in eighth grade. I thought to myself, I don't deserve anything good. Anybody relate? Anything you have done in the past? I don't deserve to have another chance to relationships. I burn my past relationships. I don't deserve to have a good job. I got fired for something that got provided for me. I don't deserve to be a good father. I don't deserve these kids because I've heard them. I was no shoes. It might be different stories, but man, it was hard. And good news is, 
Jesus made me in my mess. Thank you, Jesus. When I thought I was outcast, not just in the society, myself, Jesus came reach out. His grace was always there for me. Oh, I had to say, Jesus, help me. Come rescue me. I cannot pay enough for my guilt. You cannot pay your guilt. You cannot pay your shame. But Jesus has his way. And then when your life's changed, you realize, man, Jesus is really who say he is. And you, maybe you're here today. Maybe you had something hit fan, right? And the truth is, we all make mistakes. Anybody here ever made mistakes? Some mistakes, you don't know, you just happen to do mistakes. Some things you actually do knowingly. At that time, I kind of did knowingly. I just didn't realize it for some reason, right? But the, that's what the Bible actually calls it sin. And every sin is a sin against God. Because God is holy. God originally, God designed us to have a constant community with him. To enjoy his presence. That's how amazing God is. To walk with him. To talk with him. By the way, praying is not complicated. Just talk to God. Hang out with him, right? But then sin happened. Sometimes we think God hates us. He doesn't. God loves your socks off. Like from the bottom to the top. He only had sin. Do you know why I know that? He sent his son to die for us because sin blocked us. He, sin literally blocked our intimacy with him. Sin was like a wall standing us between us and Jesus. When God sent Jesus, he said, I still want to make a way. I still want you to connect with me. Let's not stay there. If you sin, turn to Jesus. He loves you. He will help you to overcome those sin. I guarantee. When I say yes to Jesus, my life changed. For some reason, I became smarter. I became responsible. I started growing some leadership skills I never thought they were there. All because I just said yes to Jesus. How easy that is, right? We're going to jump into the verse real quick. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrated his own love for us this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we're in our mess, Jesus died for us. When you are your mess, remember, Jesus died for you. Don't carry the shame. Give yourself grace. Come towards him. And whenever we think like, oh, whenever you carry the shame, we're actually saying, God wants me to have shame. And that's not true. There's no Bible says that. Whenever you're punishing yourself, we're saying, you know what? I deserve it. I am a sinner. I made a mistake. But God's saying, nope, I love you. I know sometimes I would treat people because that's how they, they're related to us. Whenever you do something wrong, you have to pay for it. But God says, I love you. I care about you. You are mine no matter what you do. And that's the good news. The Bible even tells us how we need to treat ourselves. How do you need to treat yourself? Anyone want to take it a shot at How should you treat yourself? Love yourself. Give yourself some grace. Seriously. We can give ourselves grace, not because we're great, not because we are awesome, because God gave us grace. We're just saying yes and amen to his word. We can give ourselves, we can be kind to each other, to ourselves too. We can be kind to ourselves. We can forgive ourselves because he has forgiven us. And that's how God good is. 
In Ephesians 2.8, the, the Bible says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. That's it. By believing in Jesus, you, you have faith. Oh, you have grace. And it is not from yourself. In other words, it's still like something you have to earn or you work out. It's not from you. It's God gives you. It is a gift from God. It's available to us. Thank you, Jesus. So whenever we put faith in Jesus, we realize God already forgave our sin. You carrying anything in your mind or a sin or something? God already forgiven you. Put it down. Don't wait like a year like I did because I thought, man, I don't deserve anything. Live your life. God has already forgiven you. You can't do it on your own. That's what we need to turn to Jesus. He no longer condemns you. He no longer punishes you for mistakes, failures, because Jesus already took all those punishments, and that's why we get to enjoy grace. God showed us this grace freely. He literally gives like, you can come to me. You can come wherever you are. And all we have to do is just say yes and amen to it. In the same way, it's not just from God like it's extending it. Whenever you learn about God, good how he is, you learn that you can extend to yourself. You do not need to punish yourself. You do not need to go to purgatory in order to go to heaven. I know there's this teaching, you have to go to purgatory, you have to earn your way. You don't. Heaven is open all the time. One of my favorite things in the Bible. You know when Jesus died on the cross? There was like a veil in the temple cut open. It was only the elite priests who go there. But that was a door open for anybody can come in there. Everybody's welcome to go in there. And that's how amazing God we serve. We get to go there. That's the good news. In Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have been redeemed through his blood. For he forgiving a sin according with his riches, God's grace. We've been redeemed by his blood. When he talks about riches of his God's grace, is unlimited. You have favor upon your life. You get to be promoted. You get to have a good health. Without Jesus, we deserve death. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to eat the lowest thing because I obviously I sin. I don't need a good job. Just please give me just something I can do. God says, you have more than that. He has extended more. He's kind. He's loving. You don't have to measure how God is good to you because of what you have done. It might sound good. It's like, oh, God just gave me a job. I was, it was bad. Guess what? He can even give you better things. All we have to do is expecting it. Because God is good. He's way more than us. And we get to also show it to other people. Romans 8, 1 Bible says, Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who in Christ Jesus. Forget all those things you have done. There's no condemnation. You deserve to have, not that you deserve, but God has it available to you. You can be a great father. You can be a great mom. You can actually have successful relationships. This is a really good, uh, has been really my favorite verse recently. And it's in Chronicles 39. It says, For the Lord your God is gracious and passionate. He will not turn his face away from you if you return to him. He always going towards you. Always. Now the question is, so what 
So what we should be thought in our mind when things don't go right, when we mess up? Not negativity thoughts, right? We should be thinking those. Not beating ourselves up. Not the shame, not the guilt, but confident as we approach God in His mercy and grace. Whenever you mess up, be confident to God towards God. That's when God is amazing. Whenever you allow yourself to have grace, you're kind of remembering that God has a favor upon you no matter what. Those negativity thoughts and emotional that overwhelmed you, they start falling off. You can't fight it because you are son or daughter of God, right? And allowing yourself to have grace in this manner means you receive God's grace. You're actually recipient and you get to walk it. And that's what God has for you. And I want to end it with a story. Most of us maybe are familiar with it, with the prodigal son. You got two boys. One young son says, Dad, I need my inheritance. I know you still have life to live, but I need my money. I need to go do my things. I know better. And his father, in his gracious, he gave to him. He went, lived it up. Big time. Party, spend it all. And all the money was gone. And I'm going to read verse 14. After he has spent everything, this is in Luke 15, 14. After he has spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country. And he began to, to be in need. So he, he, all the money was gone, right? So he went and hired himself to a citizen of a country who sent him to the field to feed pigs. He was longer to fill in stomach. So he, not only did he work for a pig farmer, the pig farmer said, by the way, there's a condition. You can't even eat the pig food. You have to eat the leftovers of the pigs. Have you ever seen where the pigs eat? I have. They, whatever they eat, they eat. They do their business the same places, right? So he had to eat after the pigs. That's, we're not going to go into details how disgusting that is. He had to wait. Why was he in that position? Because he, he deserved it. I blew it. I thought I knew better. I blew all the money. And for some reason, thank you, Jesus, he down on him. He was like, wait a minute. My father, even his servant, it's good. I should go and apologize. Maybe he'll make me one of his servants. And he just stepped up and he walked. And by the way, he said, I'm actually about to die. I'm starving to death, which means even the laughter was enough. No, it was disgusting. It was not enough. So he walked. He went to go see his father. Do you know what his dad was doing when he was in these situations? Anybody want to guess it? I promise it's not a pop quiz. Anybody want to give it a shot? What was his dad doing? Watching and waiting. His father was waiting long after he left. He was like, my, I can't wait my son to come back. How do I know? How we, you should read the whole story. It's amazing. He started walking practicing his speech his father was on the porch looking afar I'm just saying you can't see somebody coming afar if you're in the house or at work it doesn't work that way you have to be present looking right his father not only was he looking he saw him miles away he sprinted he ran towards him he hugged him pause for a minute what condition his son was anybody want to give it a shot stinky yucky smelly everything you can imagine his father grabbed him he hugged him he kissed him he's like i am so glad you are here 
saying, I love you. He never asked him, where is my money? The money you spent. Take a shot before you come talk to me. He didn't care. He ordered his servant to go kill a nice calf. He said, bring the best rope. Bring the ring. Which means we are equally. His son was the worst. We are on the same levels. I don't care what he has done. He has come back. Now you think, this is a great story. But sometimes we're like that. Probably when his son was coming, he was like, oh, I should not go. I should not go. I burned the bridge to my dad. I deserved it. Thank goodness he's, at least he got the guts to walk, right? And I'm here to tell you, you might relate to that son. I was there sometime. You don't need to suffer through the consequences of things you did. You don't need to eat with the remedy of the pig's food, whatever that is. You don't need to suffer. God is waiting for you. He's anticipating to come, just like that son. It's different. Sometimes you have a different image of God. It's like, wow, I deserve it. You don't. He's ready to embrace you. Whenever you come to Jesus, he more like, you did this, you did this. He doesn't. He actually says, come to me. He says, his father says, my son was lost, now he's found. He was dead, but now he's alive. Let's celebrate. You already made a step here today. I want to tell you, whenever things hit the fan, whenever you're hard to yourself, run toward Jesus. Give grace to yourself now to say, I am not a lost cause. The quicker you do it, the quicker you realize there's a party waiting for you. You don't need to wait for so long to celebrate that Jesus is ready for you. Make a quick switch. He's ready to celebrate. You're actually stopping God's celebrating with you. That will change your life. Think about how his son felt. The thought, I don't deserve it. And maybe you're feeling the same way. Maybe you need to have grace for yourself. If you do, ask yourself, right? And then, what happened? What happened that led me to this point? What am I feeling? All these feelings, but realize what God says in the mix of what happened, my feelings, what God says wins hands down all the time. Maybe you never experienced God's grace. He's available to you. There's nothing like connect with Jesus. Having ability to give yourself grace is only available when you connect with the grace giver himself. I wish I can tell it's easy to like, oh, give yourself, good. It doesn't work that way. That's what we like to turn to Jesus. Jesus has ability to give us grace. He gives you the ability to overcome all shortcomings, ability to embrace his grace. We talk about grace upon grace. I love that song. Grace upon grace that wins everything over and nothing can stop it. Even the guilt, the shame, and all those things.